It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Vault, a Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. And as you know by now, this podcast brought to you by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Uh, follow them on Twitter at kppounding underscore FSSN. And this power podcast also powered by the Fans First Sports Network on Twitter at Fans First SN. Rate, review, subscribe to the Tobacco Radio Sports YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash tobacco radio well here on episode number 27 of inside the vault my latest guest is an emmy award winner fox sports nfl play-by-play announcer you've also heard him on fox for nascar mlb and he even has a book coming out uh, in november of this year around about time um we'll discuss that more down the road but um he's also been a reporter on multiple super bowls and world series for the fox television network and uh, been at Fox since 1998, but the NFL coverage specifically since 2003. He is Chris Myers. Follow him on Twitter at the underscore Chris Myers. Chris, how's it going? Uh, good. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Um, let's. Uh, it's funny when I, I reached out to you to talk about uh, the the Panthers. A, a lot of people are like, "Wait, Ryan, are you serious? Why would you? Why would I come on and talk about the Panthers?" But you actually hosted a few of their games this year uh, um, on Fox, and so we'll we'll get to those specifically in a little bit. But from your um, broadcasting national perspective, um, recap the 2023 season of uh, the Carolina Panthers before we go into the kind of the recent uh, stuff going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to look back to it because I've, I've always enjoyed uh, through the years doing Panther games when Ron Rivera was there and yep. their playoff runs. In fact, was on was on the sideline uh, when they when they went to the Super Bowl uh, and interviewed you know Rivera at the half and then Cam Newton afterwards when they won the uh, the championship game to go on in cold snow. Uh, and, uh, so, but th- I, this was a disappointment this, this past, I think we were all shocked. Uh, Bryce Young, I thought was an okay pick to start. I mean, we won't know. I mean, we saw what happened with CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson got hurt. I mean, there were other options there, but I just expected, well, I think everybody did expect, including ownership, which is why there was the change. Uh, Frank Wright coming back. It was a good story as a, as a Panther guy coming back, uh, to the to the team and it it just it just wasn't there and I, I could sense it early and I didn't want to blame just the rookie quarterback and sure. and a new staff but it just it just wasn't clicking you could you could feel that especially after having called some of their games late the previous year and I actually stepped out a little of my comfort zone Steve Wilkes I thought was a capable candidate to be the head coach as he on an interim basis really did some good things including uh, knocking off the Lions late in the year when they were steamrolling their way with uh, looking like a playoff team again uh, prior to to last season so that's that's why we are uh where we are in terms of of the panthers uh, team so in a season of disappointment you need to make changes how you go about it that's all kind of out of my area uh but in in terms of bryce young i am a believer in him he's got he's got to do a lot of other things but but i don't think he again there's a lot of pressure you know jerry goff was a number one overall pick and you saw he later got dealt so there's pressure with that but if you if you're if you're smart he's a good guy he's a hard-working guy he's got some ability there's some improvements he has to make but i I think you can build a team around him uh and so that's why looking forward i would be optimistic and the division always comes under criticism and rightfully so because (laughs) Don't have yeah. teams running away with with double digit victories, uh, so so that leaves some hope for a quicker turnaround. I mean, the Buccaneers, who I've called some of their games, it was amazing what they were able to do when people were calling them a, a three or four win team. Yeah, uh, a quick side note on Steve Wilkes. I think a lot of people who may be outside of North Carolina may not know this, but right, you just mentioned it. Steve Wilkes, uh, as Panthers interim coach, beat. Uh, the uh, the Lions with Dan Campbell, and now with the 49ers, he did the same thing last week. So uh, Steve Wilkes has uh, the Lions number here lately, but uh, that's just an aside for us uh, Panther fans here. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they uh, – uh, yes, some Panther fans on your view with uh, right before Wright got hired with Wilkes, but uh, that's all water on the bridge at, at this point. Um, but um, you make a good point. Uh, you know, the NFL has grown in such popularity over the last – uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, Panthers being uh, an expansion team from 1995. So still a relatively new franchise in terms of, of teams. And it's funny, you mentioned going uh, with the Panthers in the Super Bowl in 2015, Ron Rivera, Cam Newton, Greg Olson, who's now killing it in the broadcast booth, um, and so many different people on that team. Keekly uh, at linebacker. Yeah, the NFL can humble you in, in just a quick minute. It seems like the Panthers were right, like you said, 2015, just eight years ago, they were right there going to the Super Bowl. And now they're Worst team of the league, first team ever to go two and fifteen uh, overall with this new seventeen game schedule. So, um, so I guess that leads me into uh, before we go into one of your games that you had for the Panthers this past year. How important is it for teams uh, like the Panthers to get these hires right? Because, like you said, you can see from one year you're at the top of the mountain in just a short period of time, you're down at the bottom. Like, like. 
Um, I actually had Anish Sharoff on last week, the Panthers play-by-play man, and uh, he talked about alignment and getting this right for the Panthers going forward between the head coach, GM, and the owner. So um, for fans out there who may be a bit naive to the word alignment, just how important is it to have alignment throughout your front office and the coaching staff to succeed in the NFL? Well, yeah, you have to have the right people from from an owner to a, a general manager, so the personnel uh, guy and his staff. However, they bring in the talent and the coach. Then the coach has to get the most. If you if you're not all kind of working on the same page and in concert, there, it's 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 just not gonna it's not gonna happen. And I I, I think if you if you know early, you don't have that right. Now, in fairness, I mean, you used to get, coaches would get a little bit more time. Uh, to kind of build a franchise. So if you don't have a quarterback to start, you're you're in trouble. And if you draft a young quarterback, well, then you do need time to develop him. Uh, the Panthers felt that Reich and Young, it wasn't going the right way. It wasn't the right mix. So why waste anybody's time? It's a, it's a fast food, <laughs> fast lane kind of world we live in. So you yeah. got to go ahead and and make the change. Uh, I, I do, I can speak firsthand from with Dave Canales. I quite a few years back, you know, the early years of Russell Wilson's career in Seattle with Pete Carroll. And then Canales was there and he was just the offensive coordinator for one year, getting his first chance. You know, the history, I'm sure the listeners do. That yeah. was his big break in his forties to finally become an OC and offensive coordinator for the first time and call plays in the NFL for the first time. And he does it with, a, a, a Tampa team that, you know, offensively, they were replacing Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield comes in. I don't, I don't think people knew what to expect. He got the most and the best out of that situation. And I spent uh, some time around him doing uh, Buccaneer preseason games. And and he's got a little bit of the Pete Carroll, but he's got his own way of doing things. And so he's not just a, a, a guy who can get the most out of a quarterback. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a CEO with a positive kind of approach and influence on people that I think, I think I can see why they hired him. I thought it was a little quick uh, for what, you know, for the amount of time, but obviously he struck a chord with the organization. And, and I think he's a guy who will be successful as a head coach. Some guys are better delegators. They're not as good stra- in-game strategy head coaches. So they, they rely on their assistants more. Uh, I think he showed us something as an, he grew as an offensive coordinator from the start of the year with Tampa towards the end. Uh, but as a head coach, I think he's, he's, he's already ahead of the game right there. And then he'll handle the details with his, with his coordinator. So I, I think your whatever alignment, however you want to word it, with a guy like Bryce Young, I think he, he and Canales will grow together and have some success is, is the bottom line is to, to address the other parts. You got to get other players. You got to get support around them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. We're, and we're going to get there. Um, my last question before we move into the Canales and Dan Morgan era now of the Panthers. Um, I specifically could have picked a mini games, but I chose Panthers Packers back on December 24th of this year. You were at that game. You called that game in Charlotte. Most people, including myself, thought that was best, Bryce's best game of the year. Um, what what did you see? Absolutely was his best. And even that started out slow. We kind of saw him grow in that game. In his defense, he really has you know, one reliable veteran receiver. Uh, and, and he leaned on him and, and throughout the, the season and, and even clicked in that game at the end when they were almost in line. And just, just time ran out, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, I also called our broadcast crew the very first game with Bryce Young as an NFL player against Atlanta to open open the season when that's when you knew things just weren't weren't really clicking. So obviously they made the interim coaching change, but Bryce Young grew throughout the course of the year. And yes, without a doubt, that was his best game. He was running. He was throwing on the run. He was delivering 
uh, you know, uh, he, you know, uh, he, he, Thielen was the clutch guy in certain spots, but he didn't clue in on him. He included a lot of other people. And some of the other receivers came on even the week before and made some, some big catches. And in that game, I think he started to feel like, okay, now I can trust certain people to get the ball out there and they're going to, they're going to make the play. And it was a, it was a more aggressive game plan too. I think at some point, and you look, other coaches, I'll tell you the other side of that, Matt LaFleur was telling us with Jordan Love his first year as a star. He said, I had to earlier in the year admit that it was time for me to, you know, to, to quit, take the training wheels off, let the guy go. You know, he's working hard enough. He's been in the league. Uh, let's let, let the quarterback, quarterback has to play with confidence, rip it. Don't be foolish. Don't be reckless. And right. we saw a little bit of that kind of growth on the other side uh, in, in Bryce Young. So yes, that was in terms of the games that I saw him through the course of the year, it's unfortunate they could because it's all about wins. Uh, but we saw a lot of growth there, and that was his best game. And you have to pass to win in, in this league today. I mean, you can run the ball successfully and have good defense, but ultimately you got to be able to throw the ball in key situations. He showed he could do that. Uh, and then he went up against a very good team that went on and into the playoffs and had success. Yeah. Um, before we get into Canales and Morgan specifically, looking at the Panthers' needs this offseason, um, from an outsider view, um, you know, you mentioned a few things, weapons, um, the interior offensive line specifically was what was injured all of last season for the Panthers. We started, I don't know, nine to 10 different guard combinations throughout the year. Um, what would you say is the biggest need for the Panthers uh, this offseason? Yeah, I would say you hit it. Offensive line, uh, additional uh, receiving and all. And, and that doesn't have to be a first round, you know, Jamar Chase, that's somebody that. But but you can you can get in later rounds or look for certain receivers who are available. You have to have more than one. Uh, they don't really have. I mean, Thielen is is you know again not not that you need the superstar. There's only so many superstar receivers uh, that are in that category. Like like we have seen when Kansas City uh, lost the receiver to the Dolphins. Uh, you know it's like wow they they were able to fill that with other things. But that's because they have Mahomes. So Bryce Young needs a little bit of that support. I think the running game with the offensive line has been steady enough and, and has been good enough for them. Uh, and, you know, defensively, I, 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 I thought, you know, they, they did a good job in the games that I saw. They hung together with the player and they had a lot of injuries too. And so there, to me, there's not a whole lot on, you just need to be healthy on defense. You need healthy corners. You, you know, you need Horn to stay healthy for an entire season, right? I mean, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. You, know, yeah. you can count on him to be, the, the, the top cover guy that, that you have. But that's what I would address first. And those the offensive line additional receipt. First of all, do whatever you have to do to give Bryce Young more support so he can grow into the star that he that he needs to be, and I think he can be. And, and then you can worry about filling in other spots, uh, uh, like on the defense or whatever. But offensive line, receiver, you know, maybe in a game-breaking tight end, that type of thing. If you can find a Sam Laporta type, you know, they don't have to be Kittle or Kelsey. Uh, but there's those guys out there if you do your homework. Yeah. Um, so the Panthers, as you alluded to earlier, as we get into Dave Canales, the seventh head coach in franchise history, uh, was hired this year um, following a number of people, including Frank Reich, uh, John Fox, who you mentioned, Ron Rivera, and uh, Dom Capers, who was our very first head coach, was actually ironically on Reich's staff this past year. And still no word whether he will be not on Canales' staff or not. Uh, we do know Jim Caldwell uh, will be retained from uh, Frank's Reich's staff. So I think that's a really good uh, hire there by Canales. Um, talk to me, uh, what is Fox saying? What are the uh, media, what's the media guru saying about uh, Frank Canales? Is this higher? Did the Panthers get this a guy a year early that most people are didn't want to interview and like maybe he was Ben Johnson from 2022 and and <laughs> before Ben Johnson stayed of course uh as we now know um 
what is Fox saying? What is the media uh, saying about this hire? Do they like well, it? I mean, for those that weren't around him as much, I think they're really shocked. We weren't we weren't shocked that he got head coach. When I say we, some of those who had spent time with us, as I touched on, uh, if you're if you were around him, you would say when we have our production meetings, when there's no cameras and we get time, we get to access to practice when the other media doesn't have it. This is the advantages when you're calling a game, and 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 this is so we can bring the game to the audience much more clearly coaches will spend some time with us and coordinators and they'll without cam they'll tell us some things you know even if they're off the record there it's information we can use we just can't attribute it to them or we can use it as background information to call a game so there's certain guys you could tell along the way through the years right you know i could tell sean McVay had it whatever raheem morris had it what you know how successful they are when they're when they're assistants when they get that big head coaching chance uh, you don't know. There's a lot of different personalities. You you just think, but boy, this guy, I would hire this guy and work with this guy. Canellas had that. Dave Canellas. But however, I, I, I was somewhat surprised. I wasn't surprised. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I was surprised that it did happen early. You touched it, maybe got him a year early, but you know what? Better to get him a year early than be late and not be able to get him. If that's the guy you really want, just like when you're drafting a quarterback or trying to sign a, a free agent player. And, and I think they saw something in him, which I think anybody would, if you sat down or if you watched him coach and handle certain situations. Perfect example. I asked him about something about his quarterback when things go wrong. Uh, and he said, well, that's going to happen in a game. I'm looking for how that quarterback responds in when things don't go right, because there's court, there's times in a game where the play's not sent in or the wrong player, the player, how he handles that, that, uh, you know, yes, the guy could hit the wide open receiver. Uh, aside from all the other things, that's another thing I'm looking for. And I want to make sure as a coach, that 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 quarter that quarterback and that is is going to be better in that situation next time or prepared as much as one can be to handle those situations. So that 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 was a, that was part of his coaching and teaching that stood out to me. And we saw that with Baker Mayfield, even though he's more of a veteran, uh, he he shined in that. So I could see if you wanted a guy to bring along your quarterback, an offensive mind, a guy who has. Uh, that, as I said, kind of the CEO, the face of the franchise look as a, as a coach and personality that handled tough situations, tough questions. Canales had that. So uh, that our view of that, for those that have been around him, it's like, yeah, maybe a little early, but he's going to grow into the job with his quarterback and hopefully the support of the ownership and the fans will, will like him. And hopefully that will produce wins and victories. Uh, I would be surprised if he's not successful. Now, the question is how soon will we see it? He's got to show up and wins, you know, second, third, do you get three years? You know, you got to see signs that you're going in the right direction. And there weren't enough of those early for Frank Reich and the eyes of bosses. I think you'll see that faster with Canales. Yeah. And and, uh, here on Inside the Vault, uh, my name is Ryan Smith. Chris Myers is my guest today. 
Um, three more for you, Chris, and we'll get you out of here with some predictions uh, going forward. Um, Sean McVay, as we know, you mentioned him, was not a hire that everyone was just clamoring to hire. He was also kind of a sneaky hire for the Rams. Uh, you mentioned him. And then um, you mentioned year two, maybe year three for Canales with wins. Well, no one saw the Texans and uh, C.J. Stroud with the D'Amico Ryans also doing the same thing this year. So right. uh, you just never know what's going to happen in the NFL to any given Sunday league. Um, you can turn around fast. Uh, I mean, the Panthers uh, going into Dan Morgan now, uh, he was our middle linebacker in 2001. Yeah. Uh, the team went 1-15, in 15, Super Bowl 24 months later against the Patriots. So really, uh, you can turn around fast in this league. Um, Panthers did promote uh, Dan Morgan to GM. And then what I thought was a major coup for David Tepper, executive vice uh, president of football operations, Brant Tillis from the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, his new title there. I thought that was an absolute home run hire for David Tepper. Anytime you get yeah, somebody from other uh, successful organizations that have been there recently and consistently, Kansas City, San Francisco, uh, obviously Canales was in Seattle all those years when Pete Carroll and they were when they were contending on a regular basis. Uh, these these are these are good moves. And and Dan Morgan, you have that homegrown uh, connection, so to speak. Somebody who's kind of grown up in the in the franchise gets what the Panther fans want, what Carolina's all about. Uh, and, and obviously ownership believing in him. But you hit on something that I thought was important, and I think it accelerated the fact that you had a rookie head coach in D'Amico Ryans and a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud have the kind of success that, that they had, not only winning a, division, winning a playoff game uh, so fast, even though not a lot of people expected it, it puts pressure, uh, and I think not just in, in the Panthers situation, and, and other places where they hired head coaches, like, hey, we better see, especially if we're you're getting a top pick. You know, we we want results soon. Uh, you know, I, I, I was a little surprised Chicago held on to their head coach, and we already had what we had eight eight coaching uh, right. yep. head coaching changes, and you know, and, and Harbaugh probably landed in the best spot just to expound a little bit in, in, in the, with the Chargers because Los Angeles because he has a quarterback, he has a proven, established quarterback. He doesn't have to worry about growing with a rookie. He's going to have to grow with with Herbert and get the most out of him. Who said? What a what a what a mess he's had to deal with since yeah. he's played in the NFL, and yet he's he's such a talented quarterback. So, and then there's other situations like in Washington. Dan Quinn's going to have a top second pick at the moment, as we're talking. It could be a quarterback that they want to grow with, that type of thing. There'll be pressure on to have success there, but the turnaround is fast. If you put those people in place that you talked about, uh, and you're comfortable with that, you, you got to have a good draft. That's important too. I mean, those are the, those are the pieces that Houston. It wasn't just C.J. Stroud. You know, they got Will Anderson. They used they hit on a lot of their picks, and they signed a veteran like a Dalton Schultz. Yep. They drafted a Tank Dell a little later, top flight receiver. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Carolina can do. Um, so yes, I, I I think in the division you can turn it around. Atlanta's going to have a new head coach. They still really need their quarterback. Obviously, the Buccaneers are going to have a new head coach. I mean, they, uh, I mean, I mean, a new uh, offensive coordinator. Excuse me. They have Todd Bowles returning, and they should have Baker Mayfield again. So they won't have necessarily uh, the new quarterback. The Saints have changed offensive coordinators. They kept their head coach. They still have Derek Carr. So, uh, but 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 Dennis Allen is still their defensive-minded head coach. And then there, there's the Carolina situation. It's similar to how we went into last year, thinking, yeah. okay, who's going to Who's going to make the move? Most were thinking New Orleans with the veteran quarterback or maybe Atlanta with all the talent they've drafted. Uh, but it was the surprise with the Bucks. Panthers could provide that surprise with the right offseason moves uh, and the right kind of coaching going into the year. Yeah, we'll see on how that goes. Um, the ideal offseason for the Panthers is what? Give give us the blueprint in uh, Chris Myers' mind. What, what is that? <laughs> 
look like. Okay. Well, I have a, I mean, we still have to study the draft a little bit. And sure. uh, I'm not, uh, as far as what free agents are available, you know, maybe a T. Higgins. If you get yep. him, you add him with drafting a younger receiver that's, that's going to add some speed. There's some, there's some different, different moves you can make there. Um, uh, the offensive line, we talked about drafting in that spot. Uh, really the growth and the connection with, with this coaching staff, with, with Canales, his offensive coordinator, we brought in um, from the Rams, I believe, right? The, uh, the OC, is that, has that been decided yet? Determined. I, I think that there, there, there was somebody he had worked with that I liked when, when I saw his credentials and had been around um, him. So I, I would say that's really where it, where it starts. And, and defensively, you've got to maintain some of your studs uh, and, and you've got to make sure you have the same you know, when the Panthers were winning that same tough defense. But I would say use your draft picks wisely to sum up and a, a couple of key free agents uh, without overspending uh, and getting the right people around Bryce Young along with the coaching staff. And, and I think you can make a lot of progress fast. It's that kind of division. And uh, last one for you before we get a prediction from you and get you out of here. Um, speaking of Bryce Young, what is the top, we'll say top two things on his to-do list this offseason to have a successful 2024? Well, I liked, I think, you know, he wasn't a guy who made a lot of mistakes. Obviously, you know, the touchdown to interception ratio is, is very, is very important. Uh, I, I, I think, and I saw this with some of the other young quarterbacks because we got to call a lot of the games of guys who were coming into the league and through the year. Uh, he, he has to uh, physically uh, bulk up a lot, right? So without losing kind of his speed and comfort level, yeah. has to be a little stronger physically for so he can take some hits. Um, I, I think, you know, he's not a running quarterback. He's a thinking quarterback. And I, 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 when I a few times I was around him, uh, I, I get it, how smart he is. Uh, I, I think in the same system and with the same players, that's, what, that's not a problem. I think he's going to be okay with that. I, I think he'll handle the pre-snap and, and post-snap reads uh, even better uh, than we saw in that, in that game against uh, Green Bay. Uh, so physically bulking up a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more downfield, probably accuracy. I think he's got uh, enough of an arm to win in, in the NFL and, and uh, taking control of the offense, which he's got the mind to do. And he does have that, that instinctual, this is why I think he was drafted. We saw it in college. I saw a little bit of that in the NFL. We'll see more of that when he's comfortable, you know, kind of, kind of that, uh, the thing you can't count on the unpredictability where he'll make a crazy play or, or make a throw that you go, wow, which, you know, I can't believe he's doing that. And that it's a good throw. So um, I think he's got that, but, but the physical part, bulking up on that pretty much. Uh, and cause you do need to run in certain situations and you do need to take the hits and hang in there, which he has shown he can do. And we'll end it on this. Um, I might be putting you on the spot a little bit here. Boldest prediction for the Panthers in 2024. Uh, what is your bold prediction? Uh, it can be about the team, Bryce Young, individually, uh, individual player. Uh, what is your boldest prediction for the Panthers in 2024? Well, I'll say as long as he stays healthy, that, that Bryce Young will have a very productive year. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, 25 touchdown passes, uh, less than 10 interceptions. Okay. You're going to, we're going to watch that with, with what Canales and staff does with him. It's hard to predict without looking at the schedule and seeing uh, uh, what else they're, they're adding to their team. But, but I would expect, I'll just say this, that they're not going to be a last place team. I will say that about the Panthers, uh, if that's bold or not. Uh, but, uh, and that's faith in Canales uh, and, and also faith in, in Bryce Young, but you'll see enough there out of them to make a difference where it keeps them out of the cellar, whether they can contend or not. I mean, that'll depend on a lot of other things when we get a little closer to the start of the season. 
I think if the Panther uh, if Panthers can go from two wins to six, seven wins, quadrupled or wins, I think fans will be happy with that progress for sure. Yeah, and, and be, be, you got to beat the teams in your division. I mean, right? At least you don't have to sweep them, but you got you got to at least split and then maybe take an advantage. Of, you know, get one of them somewhere. Uh, and they didn't do enough enough of that. Uh, you do more of that, you're going to be in contention, especially uh, the way the the NFC South looks. And that's a good place to end it. As I said at the top, my guest today has been Chris Myers. He is Fox NFL play-by-play NFL coverage since 2003. Uh, called Panthers versus Packers back on Christmas Eve. And uh, he will surely call some more Panther games here in the future. Chris, thank you for coming here on Inside the Vault. It was a pleasure talking with you, and we'll chat down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk again when, when the season starts or when we get close to the season. Uh, we'll have a better gauge on what we think the Panthers should do. And that'll wrap up this episode of Inside the Vault, a Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next time.